<clears throat> this is the Whiskey Sippers Podcast. Pull up a chair, break out a glass, neat or on the rocks, we don't care. Welcome to the show. What's up, Steve? Hey, David. What's going on? <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, it's been a, uh, hmm. been a long road ahead. <laughs> and behind the man went to the doctor and said i can see into the future it's really bothering me doctor said how long has this been going on he says since next monday <laughs> is that when he had a uh, rectal glaucoma he did yeah <laughs> so uh yes. what have you been up to let's uh let's before we get anything what uh, what's been going on last six seven eight nine months whatever it's been uh what's it been uh january through six months six months yeah. seven months Jesus. Math son. and science right there. What have I been doing? Aging? Yep. Um, yeah. You look uh, not well. Aging? <laughs> <laughs> I got <laughs> Well, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a little boo-boo. Yep. Got it fixed. Well, that's good. It's good to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I only got two nuts. So that's good. And uh, only two. Yeah. Were we supposed to have more? Well, did I get ripped off? I did. But I don't want to refund. I guess it wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, crap. So was it growing? I don't know. Was it always there? Mm. <laughs> I you mean, just assumed it was normal. It was my voice too. I mean, I to, I, when I went into the doctor, it was like you know, doc, you gotta help me. <laughs> you know, I know what's wrong. Your penis is too long. That's it's weighing down your vocal cords. Oh, okay. I was like, what are you to do for that? He says, why is it why is it in your throat? He says, we'll take about five inches off of it. It release five it. It'll, it'll release the tension. Right, I'm done. Hold on. Good night. It'll release the tension. Your voice should go back to normal. You're gonna go. So you did it. Um, what? Maybe six weeks post op. You look you look lighter too. Yeah, I saw him two days ago. I and I told him, I mean, it was great. He the man was a miracle worker. I was like, Doc, I don't know what you did, but it was fantastic. I can't thank you enough. He said, don't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that coming? <laughs> no, no okay. I, I never do. All right. right yeah. So, I can't see the future. <laughs> Not like me. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. We, we haven't been around for months, so we need to redeem ourselves. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's kind of our uh, topic of the week is uh, redemption. Mm-hmm. It's, yes. it's time. It's been six months. We've been uh, off doing our own things. I've been uh, traveling the world. Dave... Uh, has pretty much done nothing other than get old and fat. Um, so <laughs> he's stressing the fat part and and, and the, the old, fat and the old part. The old. So <laughs> we wanted to kind of take some time. We mm-hmm. want to spin back up, hopefully redeem ourselves, maybe get it back into some type of rhythm. Um, so new day, new start. Let's refocus. We're gonna work on some social media. Maybe kind of. Th- switch up some of our audio visual we kind of changed up the uh the intro there yeah uh maybe get the studio fixed up you know polish things up and uh give it a second shot or yeah. third shot or fourth or whatever that this is maybe install a liberator or swing trapeze oh, okay. we can have guests <laughs> I wasn't thinking about guests. <laughs> oh, no. You did just take five uh, inches off. Yeah. It won't be that bad. <laughs> uh, not that again. Not that again. So, with the whole idea of redemption, uh, I found this pretty sweet bottle of whiskey. Uh, it's Redemption Rum Cask Finish. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, it's got this whole little... Uh, Beach Jamaican theme going on there. So, oh, Bob Marley, redemption song. Oh, good, 
Good pick. He knew we were drinking a whiskey. Because <laughs> he's he, in heaven. He, he can pre- see everything. Yeah, he pre-planned this. So, uh, yeah. yeah, this was uh, this seemed like a cool idea for a uh, episode uh, about redemption. Um, so, redemption comes from a long line of uh, rye forward type whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Um, the company was uh, originally like a small batch, mid-shelf like selection type of whiskey by these like uh, veteran whiskey guys, Dave Schmier, Schmier. Schmimmer, something like that. And Michael, Michael Canbar, that sounds like made-up names. Schneebly, Dave yeah. Schneebly. Apparently they were some people we were supposed to know about. I don't know. His brother Ned. Do you know? Was impersonated by Jack Black when he taught music <laughs> at kid's school. <laughs> Sorry. So basically they were seeking to make like the ultimate like American whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were uh, bought out. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> 2015, they oh. were bought out by the the Deutsch family. Only in America. <laughs> yeah. So this is this is like the big corporate, uh, family owned type of operation. Like think <laughs> about uh, what's that? A uh, wine, uh, Yellowtail. Yep. They own that, so they're huge. Oh really? Uh, so since they bought them out, they brought in Dave Carpenter, who's a master blender from Jim Jim Bean. Singer. Yeah. Yeah, he's a singer. Singer with his sister Karen. Yep. Yep. Yeah, pretty good man. Cool. Uh, also a master blender. So Ooh, singer and blender. Blender, not distiller. So there's like a little interesting thing about blending. Uh, so since then they triple sized, and they create a new label, new bottle. Like I have a whole different line of uh, whiskeys coming out. Uh, think of like Whistle Pig and Bullet. So mm-hmm. Kind of similar looking bottles. Kind of cool design. Um, so let's talk about the whiskey. Let's do that. Let's uh, drink the whiskey. Oh, you want to? Uh, yeah, let's let's uh, let's pop it open. Let's. Uh, what what does it? Did, uh, what did you find out about the whiskey? Like, what is it supposed to? Well, as I was uh, doing my deep dark dive, I found mm-hmm. out that uh, their dark whiskey club. actually comes from what is it? Uh, MGP. It's in a place in Indiana. So apparently, they are the distillers that make the mash bill for like eighty plus percent of all the whiskeys. So it's like one company that distills everything. Wow. And so apparently it's a trade secret. Well, it's it's a well-known trade secret, but mm-hmm. if you didn't know, well, welcome to the club. <laughs> and uh, apparently 130-plus companies buy their whiskey, like their mash bill, from this distiller. So they don't have to, you know, grow the crops and harvest it and do all the actual distilling. They just purchase the actual whiskey and then they they barrel it, age it, mix it, blend it, uh, do whatever unique touch that they do. And part of it is proofing it, uh, you know, how much water they're putting in mm-hmm. or how they're mixing it. Um, and that's how you get the unique whiskeys. Unique New U- York. Unique New York. Yeah, say that ten <laughs> times fast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's going on over there? I heard metal. Yeah, it's my water bottle. Oh, it's like, like, I drink a lot of water. It, my was age. it your new hip? No. <laughs> <laughs> you are an asshole. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's what makes whiskeys different is how they age it, how they barrel it, uh, what they do to it after they get it from this company. You know, some of them, the, some of the smaller companies do their own thing, but a lot of the startups also have to pull from these these batches because if they need like 8, 10, 12 years, they're going to they're gonna need it from somebody else. It makes It makes total sense. It makes total sense. What's going on over there? Nothing's going on. Don't worry about it. It's okay. So, uh, so this uh, this company Redemption does a lot of rye for types whiskeys. They do, I think, they do a bourbon. Most of them are rye. This one in particular 
they uh, finished in a rum cask, uh, so it's supposed to be unique and different. So I think I, I think we should sample sample it. Rum cask. I bet you it'll have that like a light almost. I'm guessing beforehand like a light almost almondy flavor. Um, okay, with the rum, I was thinking like uh, definitely some sweetness, maybe some molasses, vanilla. But let's let's just drink it. Here we go. Cheers. Give it a shot. Cheers. Bink. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Finish right. the end. Ooh. That's different. It's good. It's I like different, that. but in a really good um, way. I almost got like a little like cranberry or cherry. Yeah. So on the nose, let's start out with on the nose. It's just straight alcohol. It yeah. does not smell sweet. It doesn't smell. On the nose, it smells like a like a bourbon. Yeah. Like just like a, a whiskey. You don't get. You don't <laughs> it get. It says nothing. It's a, yeah. It does. You're, you're not like, oh, I'm getting It smells notes. like straight like. Alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. Actually, it's got you know no what? flavor. You know what? Take it. I, oh, I took it. Right, and then do it again. I'm just getting alcohol. No, I'm, I'm, not get, getting I'm getting a little bit of sweet. Maybe, maybe it's my allergens. It might be your environmental allergies. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Um, the taste is fantastic. Yeah, I like the taste. I'm getting like a uh, I didn't cherry think we would actually get too much with that rum cask, but uh, it gives it a lot. They nail it. It's, it's not a heavy drink. It's pretty light, so that's kind of what we're expecting. Um, like the Basil Hayden's dark rye that we had, that's more of a heavier rye. Yeah, like it yeah. was very heavy in the cherry notes and all that. Still other getting. Um, so with the rye, you're expect you're expecting some type of spice, like rye spices. So think about like you know drink like eating rye bread, so you're getting getting some of that flavor. Um, that's pretty obvious. You're also getting some cinnamon in there, but I'm also getting a lot of like really light, like vanilla. That's what it was, vanilla. I couldn't place it. That's what I taste. That sweet, I taste the vanilla. that sweetness in there. Um, yeah, I like that. That's Makes good. me think of Spanish theater. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. It just came out of me. So looking more into this, uh, this was a, this is a new release. This was released uh, in 2020. Okay. It's 94 proof, so still pretty light. Uh, straight rye, as we said. It's only been aged for three months in that rum barrel. So that's, so, uh, that's not too long. No, not at all. It doesn't say how long total it's been aged, but they might probably need, not at all. I wonder if the rum barrels infuse a lot of flavor all at once, so they got to age it for a couple months to take it out. I'm curious. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. So doing a little research, uh, I thought the idea with rum cast finish was was unique. Apparently, it's been done a few times with Irish whiskeys. whiskeys mm-hmm. um, but it's also been done by uh, Angel's Envy. Has it really? So their, uh, their rye uh, was also aged in a, uh, I don't know, in something different. I don't think it was rum, but... Um, Definitely something unique, like a wine or a sherry barrel or something. So they're the kind of the ones that started that. Unique New York. Yeah. Yep. So uh, 95% rye, 5% malted barley. Yeah. Finishes pretty good. Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. I read some notes in here that the the, fin- the finish was pretty bad. It was like ethanol and vinegar. I didn't get that at all. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go back in for a second sip, and then try it on the nose again because I think it'll change. After you had a couple sips, it seems different on the nose. 
Okay. <laughs> you all right? <coughs> oh, there's the vinegar. No, really? I'm just kidding. I just, I can't breathe. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. I'll stick my special tube in there to help you breathe better. <laughs> oh, something got me. Might have been one of those uh, seasonal bugs around here. <laughs> <laughs> Big ones and little ones. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> rating. Um, I think we need to skip the whole one through five garbage. Let's just smash or trash. Thumbs yes up. or no. Thumbs up. Or thumbs, thumbs or thumbs. Yeah. Do you want to buy it or not? This is a thumbs up. I'd buy it. Yeah. So this came in at about thirty five bucks. So super reasonably priced. Uh, was it seventy five milliliter or seven hundred fifty milliliters? Mm-hmm. So reasonably priced at thirty five forty bucks. Go out and get uh, it. I'd get it. Thumbs this, up. This reminds me of another rye that I've had, Collingwood. And if you haven't had it. I'll get a bottle. We'll we'll do it on one of the future podcasts because that's fan- it's from Canada. It's fantastic. Okay, so that'll be on. So me. how was that finished? Was it? It finishes a lot the same as this little oh. vanilla, uh, vanilla notes, but it was stuff like that, like a rum cast finish, or just it's, it was not a rum cast finish, but it finishes a lot like this. Oh, okay. All right. So the actual taste is the taste is a lot the okay. same. Okay. All right. So that's but cool. Anyway. All right. So let's. Uh, We're talking about summer. Yeah. Redemption. It's it's the middle of summer, so summertime redemption. We're gonna talk a little bit about. Just a couple famous people or characters that ever deemed themselves in the past. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some basic summertime stuff you see, like things that annoy you in the summertime. Um, There's a lot of things that annoy me, all especially year. in the summertime. <laughs> all year. All round. year. But we're going to get into some of those things and just have a light, just a generally light conversation today. Yeah. That's Nothing. kind of the, the name of the game. Uh, we're redeeming. We're drinking some rum whiskey and uh, enjoying the warm, humid air. Ugh. Disgusting. Makes my makes my ass sweat. I can't stand when my ass sweats. So, uh, speaking of asses, <laughs> you were telling me a story earlier. Now we're talking about summer. Uh, and with bug, summer and bugs. comes humidity and bugs. Ugh. Least favorite part about this kind of weather. And what do bugs have to do with my ass, you ask? Because they're jerks <laughs> and they're inappropriate. So, we have Japanese beetles. They make their resurgence in the summer. And they fly all over the place. I'm sitting on the front porch. Why are they Japanese? They're from Japan. They actually came from Japan. Oh, did they? And they migrated here and established. With the trees. Because of the, I'm not sure how they came. I don't know if it's on food products or what, on like uh, produce or whatever. Okay. But I guess the vegetation that we have in the United States was optimal for them, so they flourished here in the U.S. Flourished. Flourished. Is it flourished or flourished? It's spelled O U R. It's flourished. Is it flourished? Flourished. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Anyway, so you know, you sit outside and it gets dark out, dusky, and you light one of those little tiki torch bug candles. Sounds like that. And the Japanese beetles don't fly away because of the bug juice. They like the light, so they come all toward and they're banging all off you, flying into you. So anyway, light. We're, we're on the front porch. I get up the front porch. I go in the bathroom because I got to pee. What were you doing on the front porch? Is there more to the story? So I was, we're just sitting on the front porch. Oh, okay. Just watching and the traffic go by? Yeah, no traffic here. So um, just, nobody nobody goes to dirty bookstores anymore. So the <laughs> standing over the toilet, peeing, and, you know, I was like, oh, I felt something <laughs> cracking my ass. Wait, so like, I was going to say, where did you feel I'm something? Like, oh, like one of those <laughs> when you were peeing? One of those little Japanese beetles must have gotten in my shorts. So I put my hand up, flicked it out, and I was like, okay, I don't did feel it Did you flick it anymore. or did you grab it? I know. I just kind of flicked it out of my, it was out in my head. waistband. Like going, it was, oh, it was in your waistband. It was, it was diving down. 
So I flicked it out. Like head my, first? Head, I don't know. <laughs> so you think they, <laughs> they try their toe in the water first? <laughs> oh, it's soupy. Bugs are disgusting. They always That's go gross. ahead first. It's so nutty. Yeah. So I'm flicking it, and I don't think, and I look down and say, I wonder what that was. It was not a Japanese beetle. Uh, what was it? It was a stag beetle. What the freak is that? If anyone's listening and doesn't know what a stag like beetle stag is, whiskey? look it up online. Okay. It's a beetle that's about two inches long. Right, give me a second. It's got the biggest freaking, like, pincher jaw oh, things in Oh, good Lord. Get out of here. Its legs are, it's that leg, was on your body. Its legs are about 12 feet long. Going towards the bunghole. <laughs> Going towards the bunghole. With them, chunk, chunk, chunk. I mean, could you imagine if he latched on to, like, my, my, actual, my actual brown eye? <laughs> I would have been running around like my ass was on fire. Uh, on one of your fissures? <laughs> one of my fissures. <laughs> what if he got a hold of one of my hemorrhoids? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, oh god, he's got me, he's got me. And so I looked at now now here's the thing, instead of being like, oh my god, I'm like, holy shit, that thing is huge. I gotta show it to my wife. So I grab it. So you just spread the cheeks? No, I grab you... I grab it. Oh, you got it off. Okay. I grabbed the piece of toilet paper and I grabbed it with that and its legs were up, right? And it's and I'm like, wow, thank you. Did he hold like, on at all or did he just let go? He was just laying there like, with his legs right. up in the air. So I go to my wife oh, yeah. and I'm like, hey, look at the size of this thing. This was in the crack of my ass. <laughs> she goes, oh, no, thank you. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. So she's running on the couch cl- trying to climb over the couch. So I go to my daughter's room. So I'm what like, you're saying is they're around. They're around. And I said, this could happen to anybody. Could happen, could happen to you. <laughs> I said, hey, kiddo, look at the size of this beetle. She goes, where did you find that? I said, the crack of my ass. She says. What is that, a lobster? She says, that's fake. So I said, oh, look, I touch its <gasps> Was feet. Is it still alive? Yeah, I touch its feet and his legs move. She went ape shit. If she could have climbed up the wall, she would have. I could see that, yeah. So I take the thing, I bring it in the bathroom, I throw it in the toilet. The paper. T- the they to- swim. The toilet paper's over the top, and you see it, like, moving. I'm like, I wonder what it's going to do. So it climbs. Literally comes out from under the toilet paper, climbs on top, and it's like, Bruh. I was like, he's like, fight me, bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you fight me, Bama. Come at me. He pulls a sword out. Like, so I'm like, I'm like, fuck that noise. I just flush him down the fucking toilet. He's, he's going to come back. He's going to crawl it's back like up dogs. From, from my septic. They come back years later. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. So that was my bug story. So that's, uh, that's the summer for you, right? <laughs> and people go camping. Yeah. Is that like a, that's still a thing now. Like oh, I yeah, remember when I was go- younger, I I was forced to camp, and I I thought I enjoyed it, and then and then we got AC. <laughs> then you're like, forget and this. a Tempur-Pedic, and I'm like, why would I want to go outside in this? Yeah, yeah, I, I could. Hey, I got nothing to prove to anyone. Maybe travel trailer when you have air and you can hook up. Oh, to pop. like an RV, yeah. But a, a tent. Yeah. If you're you're not catching me in a tent oh. outside in this weather for anything, I'm sorry, but no way. I mean, sometimes my Fat ass sweats in the air conditioning inside. I couldn't even imagine being in a tent in the humid weather it's with gotta nothing. Be freezing inside. Like, what would we do a hundred years ago? Sweated a lot. <laughs> Stunk. Ass sweat. Ass All sweat. sweat. All sweat. Oh, so I. Uh, <laughs> yeah, wait. No, we're not gonna talk about that. Okay. So, uh, no, no, let's not do that. <laughs> so, I wish of, I knew what was on your mind. Speaking of camping. Yeah. And tents. And tents. And bugs. Did you go to camp as when in, you were a kid? As in doodle bugs. What did you say? Did you go to camp as a kid? I did. I went to like a day camp. Oh, I mean, you didn't, it go, wasn't you didn't go like camp. a you know a month or whatever they do. What do they? I don't even know what they do. Like two weeks, month? Oh, like a camp exploration? No, I didn't go there. That sounds awful. <laughs> well, that's exactly what sometimes it ends up being. So that's where I'm kind of going with this. So we're talking about summer, 
I don't know why this has anything to do with redemption, but it doesn't. We're talking people about people really need to redeem themselves re- after this redemption and summer. Why do people so. always get touched at summer camps? Well, do they always get touched? Or always, there, really? <laughs> yes. Hmm. One time in band camp, <laughs> right? Well, it's it's true. I mean, not that it happens everywhere, but it has become much more of a common thing over the last decade of these type like like pe- kids getting molested it at more, summer camp. Is it more prevalent because we're f- or is or are we just finding out more? I think we might be finding out more and educating our kids more so that they alert us more to what's going on and kids are being taught don't be afraid to say something, you know, talk, tell. Yeah. Back then kids didn't say shit with a mouthful. Oh, well, you're you didn't say a word. Boy Scout master said be quiet. And you were quiet. This is between the two of us. Exactly. Actually and, it's uh, between your cheeks. <laughs> 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 well, anyway, and I and, mean, so bad enough that you're sweating your balls off in this tent. Oh, like, there's no air movement in this tent. And you know, in a plastic dome. And then the seven-year-olds that you're sleeping with are also sweating just as much. Yeah, and then here comes uh, Counselor Billy over here. <laughs> Todd. He's probably a Todd or Kyle. <laughs> you didn't secure your tent correctly. <laughs> I'm gonna show you how to tie a rope. <laughs> Like, like, we need that sound of, like, the zipper. <laughs> yeah, you know. Because, yeah, I just, you know, I did some camping when I was a kid. But it was always with my family. I never, like, went to summer camp or, like, anything like that. Which does I not... feel like I kind of missed out a little bit other than being touched. <laughs> other than but being maybe, touched. Maybe I did. Maybe I missed out. I was like, touched emotionally. <laughs> so, maybe. So, you know, that's true. But, you know, well, given that fact, so how do we... Now that's become more prevalent, how do we try to uh, help to stop it? Well, we—I don't we, know. We, what? Not don't go camping with strangers. Well, I did camp some, uh, touch, touch a PB. Touch a PB. I did some research. <laughs> you did research. I did research. I'll have another drink. I don't know why I do research on weird things like this. And uh, the International Association <laughs> of Not Getting Your PP Touched at Camp—they have an association with that now. They do. It's Is it like, a union? It's like Nambla, but the opposite. So. <laughs> Don't spit your water. So uh, th- this association. Wait, what does NAMBLA stand for? Is that the uh, North American Man Boy Love Association? Oh, okay. <laughs> I, know I thought that. it was the uh... life member. <laughs> so <laughs> this the the National Association of Not Getting Your Pee Pee Touched at Camp says that there are criteria that you should follow to not only educate your children but screening the camp they're going to be going to. Uh, so if it's and, called and rec- Camp Touch a Pee Pee, probably a bad decision. It's probably a bad decision to think about sending your kid there. Okay. However. Noted. Noted. So the first thing that they say is most important is when your kids are young, you need to teach them uh, the proper names of body parts. You don't want to use slang. Like uh, cock? <laughs> Why? <laughs> you, you don't want to use slang. And... <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> you want to use the proper terms. So, so what would a proper term be? The vagine? Well, you want to use, it says, they said you want to tell your kids proper terms like penis, scrotum, vagina, anus. They say using euphemisms, right, can yeah. jeopardize your kid's credibility if they need to report abuse. Because it, when they say that, it makes them less believable. Like, you know, you touch my willy. Oh, you know, okay. and it's my like, Johnson. You might, yeah, you know what I mean? My, it's like, yeah, touch my dong. My parts. Yeah, my wanger. Slob, is, it, is, uh, is butthole the correct term? <laughs> I think maybe. 
<laughs> so they also explain that those parts of a kid's body are very private and no one should be touching them unless the person has a legitimate reason, like their doctor or an early child care provider whoa, 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 who's whoa, whoa, changing whoa. their diaper when they're a baby. Whoa. What? You just gave away the secret to the pee-pee touchers. You just basically <laughs> said it's they need right, a I'm legitimate a reason. You just you just showed the Trojan horse to the pee-pee touchers. Well, as long as there's so a Trojan now, involved, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, so I didn't mean to go there. Here's what uh, I, yeah, but I mean, here, like, here, hey, this is, hey, I'm trust me, I'm a doctor. Here's my thought, okay. I mean, I get it, but could you imagine? Ah, this I hate this topic. What this if, is this is awful. Maybe the cam should hire like some old ex nanny. Okay. To when the first day of camp, she explains all this shit to the kids. Oh, like the TV show, or she's like all dressed in black, and she's got the suitcase and <laughs> yeah. like the umbrella. The umbrella, and she's like, she's and all like, this she's is British, probably. Yeah. This is like Nanny Constance. She's going to talk to you about the proper terminology for your privates. Oh, I got to hear this. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm telling you, oh. that's, that's. Oh, she's at the door. <gasps> oh, there she is. Hello, Nanny. Hello, Stephen. I'm here to teach the campers about the proper use of terminology for their privates. Shall we begin? Uh, uh, maybe? Yes. All right, we'll start with the boys. Boys, the proper term of your genitals shall not be anything other than penis, scrotum, or anus. Mainly the penis will be talked about the most by a child molester. He may also refer to it as a phallus, dick, prick, member, tool, organ, <laughs> cock, wang, knob, chopper. Come on, you're making me break character. <laughs> Dong, winky, joystick. <laughs> the joystick. Pekka. Come on, man, you're ruining it for me. It's also known as the John Thomas, the weenie, the wang. <laughs> the stag. The meat and two veg. Yeah. Anyway. Oh. Oh. And girls, oh. you do not have a penis. Instead, you have a vagina. That is what it vagina. is called. It is also next to your anus and separated by the perineum, also known as the taint. <laughs> the cooch? It is not a vulva pussy cunt box. It is not a hole. It is not a crack or a snatch. It's not a fanny, a beaver, or muff. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> okay. So. You just said the C word. We can't do that. Oh, God, I'm sorry. It's also not a twat, a quim, or a yoni. Also known as a minji or a punani. Thank you, boys and girls. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye, Stephen. <laughs> My stomach hurts. So she, she and she's out. Oh, what was her name? Nanny Constance. <laughs> so anyway, oh. the this association also talks about screening the camp, you know, making sure that, you know, have you got any child sexual abuse training? Have you, do you monitor the behavior of the older campers with younger campers? Do you, where do you, how do you screen your uh, camp counselors? You know, that kind of thing. So, <clears throat> and then. The, do the, they screen the kids though? Well, the thing is they, they, they talk about warning signs that there could be abuse going on. You know, you, you, when your kids come home from camp, things to look for. Uh, Seductive <laughs> behavior. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Hey, Dad. <laughs> I have a question for you. <laughs> Sorry. Actually, this is so something inappropriate. that I need from you. 
it so bad. And I'm wondering if you can give it to me. Yeah, 20 bucks I can borrow. Hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Hey, honey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. What do you want to do to her? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. So anyway, they're saying that trouble walking or sitting is a sign that could be so ready to move on if my kid comes home from camp and's like i can't sit <laughs> is that how today went i can't someone's going to die uh, someone's going to die someone right someone will die can we move on from this yeah whatever that's fine <laughs> bedwetting is also another thing so i mean i still wet the bed yeah, so I mean, and and it, maybe there is some kind of weird like but i don't know whatever but um it is what it is but let's talk about a couple summertime redemptions that have happened in the past redemption um, redemption 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 r o n redemption people that have redeemed themselves in the summer okay um what do you got well i think one of the most famous summertime redemptions would be danny zuko oh who's that what do you mean who's that grease guy yeah come on all right. Danny Zuko. Yeah. What happened, what happened with him? Well, Danny Zuko went to Rydell High, and he met Sandy over the summer. Yep. Who was from Australia. Very pretty Australian, right out. Australian belle. Yeah. Right out. That's not Australia. <laughs> I don't mate. It's Australia. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. So he meets her. She's supposed to go home at the end of the summer. He starts school. Everything's good to go. And, um, you know, what happens? His uh, good friends and the T-Birds, the gang that he's in, uh, and the pink ladies who are their, like, sister or whatever. They're the ones they bang all the time. They realize that Sandy and Danny had this summertime thing, so he doesn't know. And he, uh, he sees her, and he's excited to see her, then realizes all of his buddies are standing behind him. This is 1950, so he had to be cool. So he suddenly, you know, changes So gears. this is the most relevant redemption story you got. No, because I mean, if you understood how painfully heartbreaking this part of the movie was because he crushed Sandy and everything she had come to know of him. I mean, you just you have to hear it. I got a surprise for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sandy. Teddy? What are you, what are you doing here? I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plans. I can't. Uh-oh. Yep. <laughs> That's cool, baby. Uh, I mean, I see. You know how it is. Rockin', Redemption. Rollin', whatnot. Danny? <laughs> That's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the Danny Zuko I met at the beach? Well, I do not know. I mean, maybe... Forget uh, about it. Forget about it. So, anyway, All right, so... Yeah. You know, so who else you got? Well, I mean, what happens is as the movie goes on, he realizes whatever, and he's like, you know what, forget it. I love this girl, and I'm going to be with her, and I don't care what anybody thinks. And he redeems himself at the end of the movie, and I don't know, maybe he doesn't. It's, it was kind of, it's kind of stupid. You know who, so who, you know you who redeemed themselves? <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> Come up with this crap. I don't um, know. Terminator. Oh, yeah. Terminator absolutely. redeemed himself. Absolutely. First he did. one, he was just murdering everyone. He was out to destroy Second one. Second one, he came out and uh, protected him. But he was programmed to do that. So did he redeem himself, or did someone program well, he was him to do that? Programmed to kill in the beginning. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> He's programmed to say that too. He's programmed to say that. Is he I a need sex your robot? Your no, he had a thing like you see, like the computer display that's reading everybody what yeah. size they are, and this yep. guy matched his size, so. He told him that, uh, you know, I need your clothes, your shoes. 
Get in the chopper. Do it now. Yeah, so I think he redeemed himself. He came back in uh, Terminator 2 and uh, took care of business. Gotta love that Terminator. So, um, Skynet, wasn't it Skynet? Skynet was a company that developed the, the So cyber, maybe Cyberdyne, they were the one. Cyberdyne Systems That was telling Skynet. him what to do. Cyberdyne? Cyberdyne Systems developed Skynet, which was the network that controlled the robots. Which was telling him what to do. They t- yeah. Yep. But somehow he overrode that. As a robot. Oh, no, he didn't override it because the first one, he tried to kill everybody and he got whatever. The second one, he came back reprogrammed in the future to come back to the past to protect John Connor. So he didn't do it on his own. He was programmed to protect him. And then the new Terminator Did was trying to kill him. Did he come back in the DeLorean? No, he came back in the egg. <laughs> nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Steve. Uh, who else back would, to the future? Who else would redeem themselves in the summertime? Another big summertime redemption is that uh, an added Chitabitlot police and you were telling me about there. Oh, yeah. the uh, Some dude you were telling. I don't know what the. Yeah, it was uh, the Spartan guy. The heck his name? Uh, Aristodemus. Yeah. So he was, uh, so if you remember the 300 story, he was the guy with the eye patch right before they fought the big battle at, uh, what, Thermopylae or something like that? Uh, yeah. They, he uh, had like an eye infection, and he went to uh, the main guy. What the heck was and his, his name? And his name is John C. I had to stick it in. Sorry. I, I shouldn't have hesitated because they just gave you the opportunity to put that in there. Leonidas was the guy he went to. He was the leader, and he went to him and said, Hey, man, I got this eye infection. I need to sit this battle out, even though it was the last one, so he must have known. So he went back to the, the city, and he was pretty much shunned for uh, being a Frady cat, not fighting with the rest of the 300, which they all met their demise. So he was the one that was left over after everybody was killed, so he was able to tell the story of how they fought so heroically, and then he was able to continue on with the next fights, and uh, he fought like a, like a machine and won. So he redeemed himself. I heard he became a hell of a good cook. He did. What did he cook? <laughs> I don't know. But they like said something Greek? They said that. You'd know what he was cooking long before you saw it because the aroma was fantastic. <laughs> what? <laughs> and when the when Where the when stuff? the roasted lamb over the open spit was finished cooking and he was ready to call everyone to dinner, he wouldn't just call them to dinner. He just He'd... yelled out his window. Hurt this mouth <laughs> what the rock. Is cooking. Anyway, that was it. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was baklava that you were smelling. It was baklava. <laughs> but you know, though, in that whole story with Leonidas, Leonidas was such a badass. Yeah, he's pretty much like, if I were to do, so if you, we've talked about this before, if you would pick like three people or five people to be on your team, all right, three people to be on your team, end of the world situation, who would they be? Batman. Okay. <laughs> Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have them both. Well, motherfuckers, you want me to pick three people? I'm picking three people. Oh, geez. so you're all superheroes? Shit, like, yeah. real, like real, real people. If like the world's minus, ending, if the world's ending, I well, need someone to fly super, my ass out well, of here. Well, minus the superheroes. That's too oh, obvious. Shit, real people? Yeah. Um, let's see. Because that, that's a good pick, though. I mean, yeah, I, I would. I would man. probably have. Uh, um. I mean, Leonidas would have been a good one. Leon- oh, that real people that existed. Yeah. Leonidas, he'd be a badass. Um, probably Spartacus. Okay, so, all right. And the guy that's never held a gun. It's fine. 
By the time the world ends, there's not going to be any guns left anyway. Okay. You know what's going to be left the world ends? Cockroaches. <laughs> and that bug that was in your ass. <laughs> that bug that was in my ass will still be crawling around. <laughs> still in the sewer. I'm going to find that day. Maybe I'll have my DNA on him still, so when he has bug beetle babies, they'll look kind of like me. I don't really know. But, or uh, like your ass. Or like my, <laughs> Just like the crib. Look, a big, big crackety ass with legs. Yep. But, uh, no, he's great because, uh, you know, he, he, he's going to battle with 300 guys. And then these, uh, these you know, Greeks or whatever are coming to meet him. And the guy's like, hey, you, I, we were going to join you in battle. And you told us to bring, you know, soldiers. And we brought this whole army of people. And you only got 300 men. What the hell's going on? That's my favorite part of the movie. So badass. My favorite part of the movie. And he's like, yeah. oh, really? I got it right here. Check it yep. out. You, there. What is your profession? I'm a potter. Pussy. Yeah, right. And like, you, really? Acadian. What is your profession? Sculptor, sir. Oh, what a bitch. You know, make a statue of you getting killed. You? Blacksmith. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Guess you can make a sword. Uh, I'm a nurse. Spartans! Ooh. What is your profession? <laughs> Hell yeah. That's legit. Yeah. You see, old friend, I brought more soldiers than oh, you did. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah. That is absolutely the best. Yeah. One of my favorite. Well, I brought Batman and Superman. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I brought Batman and Superman. What do you think? <laughs> so, um, well, then, moving on, other things in the summertime. Those are some guys who redeem themselves in the summer. And we also think of summer, we think of, booze. you know. Hmm? Booze. We think of booze. We think of. Beaches. Beaches. And when we think of beaches, what do we think about? Surfing, scuba diving, sand in your ass. Bugs in your ass. Bugs in your ass. But what do we think about when we Fires think about on beach? the be- Basal cell carcinoma. That you get on the beach, too. Yeah. <laughs> you get all those things on the beach. Fires, bugs in your ass, basal cell carcinoma. Boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> Everything is related to the beach. And when you think of the beach, what do you think of? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think beach? Surfing, Dave. And when you think of surfing, who does it remind you of? The Beach Boys! Who are? Amazing. The Big Dick Hero of the Week. Oh, are they? My dick like the Mississippi River. My dick ass your bitch what's for dinner. The size of a dick does matter. Wow. Size does matter. So, the Beach Boys. The Big Dick Hero of the Week. forever. Exactly. Big Dick Hero of the Week. Is the Beach Boys. The Beach Boys. That's a good pick. So that, that fits. How many were in the Beach Boys? Six. That was a guess. <laughs> Six. I have no idea. No clue. Because <laughs> enough, ne- guy, enough guys to hold a surfboard. Yeah. And, <clears throat> pardon me. All the pictures and surfboard. Yeah, they're holding surfing USA, whatever. Know. But uh, they were great. I grew up listening to them. My mom always had the oldie station on. I just I didn't have a choice, so I learned to love them. Absolutely. And when you went to the lake or the beach, that's what was playing. Especially, I surfed. Did you surf? Yeah, I did. I I wasn't a good surfer, but I surfed. I never surfed. Uh. So anyway, um, wait. Fun, fun, fun. Till your daddy takes you away. Till your daddy takes your. T-bird away. Your T-bird, T-bird, I think, being slang for jackrabbit. Possibly. It's like a personal, sex toy. <laughs> personal 
stimulation device. Fun, fun, fun till daddy takes your sex toy away. Exactly. You got any other songs by them? Of course I do. Round, round, get around. I get around. Yeah, get around. Round, round, get Steve's around, in heaven. Anyway, yeah. So you know what's so, you know what's wild? What are they? Fifties, sixties? Yeah, fi- yeah, fifties, sixties. And uh, they're saying music's bad now. Like, listen to those lyrics. Run, run, round. I get around. I'm gonna take your sex toy away. I've had that done. It sucks. <laughs> Actually, it doesn't suck because they took it away. <laughs> like the lyrics just crack me up. The stuff they got away with. Well, the stuff they used to say, you know, like like doop doop diddly ding a dang dong. It's like what the hell was that supposed to mean? <laughs> I mean, at least the music today, well, it's not really music in my opinion either, but at least it got words, <laughs> you know? It's not like dingly, dingly, dang. But anyway, what other, what's some other fun Beach Boys fact? What, what, what do you like most about the Beach Boys? That they sing on the beach. I mean, they're awesome. They're a cappello, like they're just their collaboration. Way they sang, it's just fun, just upbeat. Yeah, fun. yeah. Mm. Mm. What a Kokomo! Yeah, you got that in there. No, I don't. the Kokomo. Let me go home. Let me go home. Oh boy, Steve's in his. Steve's, Steve's got. Go. Oh God, here we go. I wanna go home. So, apparently, uh, the Beach Boys, uh, when they first got together, there was only two of them. So they got together. Brian Wilson and his brother, and Bobby um, Wilson, Bobby Wilson, and they were singing like in their garage, or they'd sing on the beach after they got done surfing. Just two of them uh, met up with a couple of other random dudes on the beach who kind of started singing with them because you know doo-wop groups and stuff. They'd sing around a you know flaming barrel in an alleyway somewhere, or whatever, and people started flaming barrel. People started coming to listen to them, and they really enjoyed it. So they, when they weren't surfing, they'd be singing on the beach and. They started, you know, put out the little guitar case. People throw pennies, quarters, whatever, dollars in there. And then um, they seek, they seeked out another two people to complete the group. And when they did... So they were a five-person group. Yes. <laughs> so when they, after they sought out the last person, <clears throat> they started, you know, and then they got the uh, attention of one of the local radio hosts who heard them singing just outside, like at the beach or whatever. And... Um, Asked them if they'd be willing to sing it live on the radio. So they did. Oh, that's and uh, next thing you know, they, you know. They became the Beach Boys. They became the Beach Boys. They're still playing these days. Yeah. Actually, every bit of that was bullshit. I have no idea. You can believe it. But I like the music. Here's some more. <laughs> you were totally believing it. Here's another one for you. Oh, it's a good one. It's my jam. If Dave said the accurate information, wouldn't it be nice if Dave didn't bullshit? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> so I, I really don't know anything about the Beach Boys. But I like their music, like yeah. this one. <laughs> Isn't this not getting you in a summer mood? Isn't it? It's so great. Ooh, bop, bop. Good vibrations, bop, bop. About sex toys again. <laughs> Dave. Oh, my God. What is the matter with you? 
What is that in your mouth? <laughs> oh, Barbara. Yeah, you're good. Oh, stop. Talking about Barbara. <laughs> now you know what they were doing when they were singing this song. Yeah, in this guy's Raman. living room. They were Barbara Ramen. <laughs> yeah, every, every single song is inappropriate. It is inappropriate. Oh, that was fun. That's so great. <laughs> just, that was great. They're inappropriate and they're fun, all in the same. And that's what summer's about. Inappropriate and fun. Band camp is about. Yeah. Sex ed. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, it's time. again. (laughs) On that note, it's time to go. Yeah, let's leave. Okay. Well, it was good to be back. Hopefully, we'll see you guys again or talk to you guys again soon. We're trying to work on a video podcast on YouTube. It's in the works, but until then, we're going to be audio podcast. We'll figure it out. uh, Thanks for having us. Yeah, whiskeyguyslive at gmail.com. Nobody emails us, but if you want to, go ahead. Why not? Yeah, love you. Mean it. Bye. Peace. Love. Anal grace. (laughs) Oh, it's summertime. Later. Bye-bye. I thought you clicked it.